tanks and China banks, Inflation Nation, and Elon and Tesla have lettuce hands. That and more in News Made Simple. I'm your host, Corey Tusick, along with Luke Mikic and Phil Gibson, guitar. Um, gentlemen, it has been an interesting week. And before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsor, the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off and secure your keys because... Man, I don't know. The, I mean, this isn't one of the news items, but I just saw one of the Coinbase uh, Coinbase managers was caught in uh, some insider trading and trying to flee the country. So, uh, woo! It's yeah. Secure your keys, ladies and gentlemen. Do not keep them on an exchange. You're muted, Luke. You got yeah. That's uh, that's very very interesting. What two months ago we saw Celsius release a declaration. Um, that was obviously going wild, wild on Twitter, where they were saying, you know, in in case of a solvency or an insolvency and a bankruptcy, uh, your coins deposited on Celsius, they're ours. And then obviously Coinbase um, also released a very similar uh, notification at the end of a quarterly quarterly filing. Um, and obviously, we haven't quite seen what's going on with Coinbase yet, but it's very yeah. interesting that the one of their key members is. I know it, it, it's to the point. I mean, again, not to like overly shill, you know, shift crypto and the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, but seriously, like, I don't feel safe even like buying off of an exchange. Like, like Swan, I trust Swan. So it's like, okay, that's good. And obviously, you can just automatically put it right in your wallet. But it's, you know, in my mind, sometimes I think the only way to really get Bitcoin is to mine it at this point. That's how I feel. Like, it's uh it's just it's dangerous out there and and uh shout out to swan by the way um go to movies plus mymoviesplus.com in the app store and you can get twenty dollars one year for twenty dollars of movies plus use the promo code swan you also get ten dollars in bitcoin so makes it even cheaper um and you can also watch natalie brunell uh and her show hard money on there on movies plus so anyways into the news um banks in china tanks uh, this is a new one because I, I think the cracks are starting to show in China uh, because their compliant uh, population is starting to try and go to their banks and get their money out. And they have tanks sitting outside. So, so much for how uh, green is Bitcoin, because I don't think it's very green to have tanks running outside of banks. That's a brilliant point. I might actually... I might steal that and turn that into a tweet because I don't think I've seen anyone actually mention that fact that um, obviously tanks is part of the legacy financial system and how much fuel does that guzzle every day, boys? I'd imagine it would guzzle a whole lot of those dirty fossil fuels. So they're not very, not very green from our banking, banking industry. Yeah. Um, speaking of green, I, I don't think it was a topic we we're going to discuss, but it just popped into mind at the moment. But I think, the Bitcoin Mining Council released their uh, quarterly findings for Q2 2022, and they showed that once again, Bitcoin was the most green country around the world. I think it uses 59.5% renewable energy. Um, yes, I, I think it's good that Bitcoin uses energy. I 100% agree with that framing that Marty Bent proposes, but it's, it's also nice to have empirical data on our side as well. Yeah, I mean... You know, the data, it's funny because uh, the data is there and Elon and Tesla still won't take 
Bitcoin payments um, for their Teslas. Maybe that's because they're not selling any. I don't know. Maybe people aren't buying Teslas, so it's kind of hard to accept Bitcoin payments when nobody's sending payments of any kind. Um, I don't know if it's because those legacy bros that do those spaces like George Noble and Three Aces or whoever, not to give them shout outs or anything. I enjoy their spaces though, but I don't know if it's just because they're salty about Elon, but I just hear from a variety of people of how just dog shit Tesla cars are and that all these other competitors are better. Just like cheap material and it's, um, yeah, way over. Yeah, no, I, I want to go the opposite of a hackable car. <laughs> I tell you, the next car I buy, I swear to you, the next car I buy is going to be like a 1960s Camaro that yeah. I can fix up and runs mechanically and you pour some gas into it and it works and the pistons fire and yeah. nobody can use a satellite to shut it down. Yeah. Joe Rogan likes doing that. He likes pimping out old, old cars and the interior is all not like 2022 technology because you don't want a computer inside your car but it's like modern and comfy yeah yeah no i mean the air conditioning systems sucked back in the day so you got to revamp that um but uh but yeah the like i'll never forget not to get on cars too much but i'll never forget the first transformers movie the original car that bumblebee was before they made it a modern camaro i was like holy shit like that is that's the car I want for the rest of my life. I need to look um, this up now. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, one of the topics I guess we'll get into is the the Elon and Tesla having lettuce hands, uh, letting those bitcoins just slide right through their slithering fingers. Um, maybe Elon was too busy uh, bulking up his chest to uh, to try and focus on his Bitcoin strategy. Um, and uh, we all knew this day was coming. Maybe. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, who is that? Is that is that uh, who's A E H W? He said, uh, "Is that uh, Walton?" Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Walton. He it's said, "Did Walton. Corey not get the memo about wearing a vest?" <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The answer, the answer, Walton, is that I, um, yeah, I don't uh, have the the slimmest, the slim physique that these these boys do. <laughs> um i got hey, i got the the dad bod the dad bod mate, mate you've got the broad shoulders to rock a uh is that a dunder mifflin shirt it i see a, you sporting it oh, is a wow. dunder mifflin dunder mifflin people paper people <laughs> anyone who hasn't watched the office definitely go and watch um, it but i, but I yeah, suppose but sorry i got derailed there with the comment but uh but i'm uh, good to, to to tackle just yeah go for it uh, something from mt or mountgox.com they have a little briefing about the whole Tesla thing. So if anyone's not paying attention, like me, because I really didn't really pay attention to this kind of news this week, but if anyone didn't pay attention, Tesla had reported that they dumped 75% of its remaining Bitcoin last quarter at a loss. And Elon Musk knows that Mt. Gox victims are about to receive uh, back their Bitcoin. So exactly two weeks ago, Mt. Gox trustee Nabuka, Nub, whatever, Nob Uaki, We'll just sheep. call him Knob. Knob, yeah. <laughs> I was going with that. Knob made an announcement, information on repayment procedures, stating, quote, the rehabilitation trustee is currently preparing to make repayments in according with the approved rehab- rehabilitation plan of which confirmation order 
of the Tokyo District Courts was made final and binding on November 16th, 2021. And let's see here. So again, this is coming from Empty Gox. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, even though Empty Gox victims are only receiving back a fourth of the Bitcoin that they originally had on exchanges, the average Mt. Gox customer paid $300 per Bitcoin. So with Bitcoin today trading 80X higher, they will still be making the 20X back more than their original investment, as long as they sell immediately. We don't buy the argument that because these investors are OGs, they will hold their Bitcoin. They're lucky that Mt. Gox got hacked and somehow 200,000 Bitcoin got quote unquote discovered in a text file on some old Mt. Gox laptop. Otherwise, most of them would have sold their Bitcoin long ago. Between December 2017 and February 2018, when Mt. Gox trustee dumped approximately 50,000 Bitcoin into the market, Bitcoin crashed by 70% from $19,666 down to $5,920, with approximately 150,000 Bitcoin to be returned to Mt. Gox victims in the upcoming weeks. The Bitcoin market is about to be flooded with supply that had been held tightly for the last eight years. If Bitcoin crashes as much as we expect, Michael Saylor's Michael Saylor at MicroStrategy will default on his debt and be forced to dump 129,218. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's not happening. All right. No. So, well, here, hold on. Not to cut you off, but Walton just uh, Walton just uh, posted in the chat and said that um, Tesla is selling in order to show a positive uh, revenue for Q2. If they Bingo. didn't, then they would have been negative. Yeah, they had um, like is... an eight hundred. They had an eight hundred million dollar loss. So they sold what was it nine hundred <laughs> nine hundred million dollars of Bitcoin or a billion dollars of Bitcoin. So it was like the perfect the perfect sale. I mean, you know, I guess the I guess as much as we all like to you know make fun of Michael Burry for not Doctor Michael Burry for not uh, getting Bitcoin, um, he has been shorting the shit out of Tesla, and it makes sense that if your company is surviving off of tax credits, and suddenly those tax credits and subsidies disappear, um, you got to find cash somewhere. I mean, don't they get a fat tax return that lets them buy more Bitcoin? What's that? I mean, if they're selling at a, what was it loss? I mean, they're selling at a huge loss, so that's just going to be a fat tax return for them. Oh yeah, I mean it'll boost. Their, they'll have you know, uh, you know, capital. Uh, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, capital, not gains, losses. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's bullish. Obviously, everything's bullish for Bitcoin. But uh, I I kind of wanted this from the beginning. Um, like I I love. There's so many people in this space that I love, but I remember, and I even was like excited when Elon originally bought like right off the bat, maybe for like a day. But then like, I remember just kind of being like cringy, like so many people were like, Elon, Elon, you know, and it was like, eh, like, doesn't really need him. We don't need him. Um, if anything, he proved that uh, it's a good, uh, it, it can be liquidated and need his BS excuse of oh we need to test its liquidity, um, you know yeah it worked out for you, um, and I think it's hilarious that the, nothing happened like there was no reaction when I saw that yesterday, 
like yesterday I was out of the office. I was not paying attention to like literally anything had one moment to like look and see. I was like, Oh, wow. Tesla sold 75% of their Bitcoin. I'm assuming the price is tanking and it wasn't. I was like, that's interesting. I think that's the point to drill down on. And that kind of wraps up this kind of Mt. Gox FUD along with the Elon FUD. Like Bitcoin's probably one of the more liquid markets in the world. And I don't think even if these Mt. Gox people sell 140,000 Bitcoin or however many Bitcoin they've got instantly on the market, I, I actually expect the market to hold up pretty strongly. I mean, we watched this recently. I mean, um, a lot of people were doom posting about Luna. Oh, Bitcoin's going to go to zero because Luna's going to sell thousands and thousands of Bitcoin. Yeah, we had a little correction, but um, I think the market held up pretty well and pretty fine. And um, what you do, what you don't see in Bitcoin is you don't see tanks having to defend the Bitcoin protocol because people want to withdraw their money and sell and test liquidity. And I, I suppose that kind of transitions us into the next piece of news. We're literally watching tanks on the street in China, whether it's a psyop or not, who knows? Who knows? It could be all acting. You have to be very careful about what you uh, see in China and what's actually being let out in China or on social media. But what looks like it's happening is there is tanks on the streets in China. What do you think, boys? Phil? I mean, revolution's going to happen during this time. I didn't follow this at all. It's not really a surprise. So what's been the uh, collateral damage so far? So I think China has been, there's been a few banks in China that have been freezing withdrawals or halting withdrawals for since May this year. So May, 2022. I think initially it was kind of sold as, oh no, we're just upgrading the system. We're just making some improvements. Withdrawals will come back online shortly. So this was in May, 2022. Uh, months and months ago, obviously. And when did China introduce their recent round of lockdowns? Trying to lock down the world. And a lot of people, myself included, were kind of pointing at those lockdowns thinking, okay, maybe this is a geopolitical move. Maybe they're locking down their citizens, uh, preparing them for a potential invasion of Taiwan, or maybe a potential war, or maybe they're locking down their citizens uh, to wreak havoc on the supply chain um, and use that as an economic weapon to kind of export inflation to the West. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not sending goods and services um, to the West, obviously prices are going to continue skyrocketing. But maybe, just maybe, these kind of uh, Cerveza sickness zero policies um, that were being re, um, re-implemented earlier this year, maybe they would have kind of stop the citizens from protesting, subdue the citizens so that they can't go out there and try to get money out of the bank. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, Bitcoin. It, it's, just, it's why I think that there's going to be a cyber pandemic outside of the fact that they already told us there's going to be one. Um, is that, you know, I saw somebody's thread, I forget who it was, so I can't shout them out, but somebody had a thread about, you know, why the internet will go down and go dark sometime this year that's Um, retarded yeah it's a little bit of like a doom post like i was like it's off it doesn't it doesn't hit the nail on the head but like they're right in the 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 general premise was was like do you think the governments would want you to be able to have this and the answer is no um i think that it's a monster that got out of hand they were like oh we could use this and now i've I've said this before you know we could use this to survey people and then smarter people 
you know, the anons, the, you know, the, the autism crew, um, you know, like what does, what does uh, Shinobi always say? He says, you know, like, like autism always wins. Um, and, you know, you can't be, you can't beat autism. And so you have all these smarter people creating systems and tunnels around the, this interweb and, uh, and, and they, they beat them at their own game. And so it's kind of like game over at the moment. doesn't mean they're not going to inflict really harsh, but it's just, it's crazy because you have to think that in China, people are starting to mobilize a little bit on their own, like more outside of the Chinese control than China's used to because it's getting a little ugly. They're a very subdued culture. So it's kind of interesting to see them uprising like this. Um, but uh, huge signpost. Yeah, huge. So I think that's just another, you know, marker for everyone to be like, okay, um, all right, stuff's going down, uh, batting down the hatches. Uh, I also, you know, think like just in general macro views, like let's talk about inflation and then we can kind of have like a macro discussion after that. Because um, I don't think the macro is going to shift that's going to like make Bitcoin explode here in the near, near term. But um, I'm sure we can have a debate about that. But, you know, inflation obviously is crazy. What do, who was it? Was it the UK just printed like a 9.4 or something inflation uh, print for, for July? Uh, I think I just, or no, June. I think I just saw that come out today. Um, so we know it's off the charts everywhere. Do you think next week, Phil, they're going, I know your answer already, but I'm just tossing this softball up there underhand lobbing the ball just crank it out of the park do you think they're going to raise rates next week well everyone knows they're going to raise rates it's it's how much are they going to are they going to do a uh, couple weeks ago there were like 100 basis points and now i think because of the euro dollar futures curve uh the market's trying to price in like no they're gonna uh raise 75 because the fed can't you know the whole you can't taper ponzi bullshit and again as fans of the show know and, and listen to me, Fed doesn't give a fuck about inflation. They will destroy the global economy. And if they need to, they'll raise 100 basis points. And I really hope they do. So that's what I'm hoping for. The minimum is going to be 75, like no doubt, full stop. Maybe they meet somewhere in the middle, like 90 basis points. But I hope Powell just goes balls to the wall does a full percentage point. And then next time, I think I mentioned this on the show too, but I would love to see him go like 25 bips more than the market expects just to fuck with them. So people expect 75, this time it's 100. People expect 100 next time, then it's 125. And then like 150 the next time. And, uh, or maybe the market starts pricing that in because they actually understand that, oh, we should take the Fed seriously. Like they're not fucking around. Because what's their MO? Preserve the dollar preserve America's credit worthiness and declare monetary independence from the rest of the world. And they're not going to be the lender of only resort anymore. No matter how much Davos wants them to, we can, I want to bring this up because I wrote a thread that Dano and Martina Booth retweeted, which was fucking awesome. I mean, that just goes to show that she is on my team, team fed where I understand what the fuck's actually going on. But one headline that caught my attention last week is that there was 
basically the Democrats want 65, uh, $650 billion of US SDR funds at the IMF to go towards Ukraine, which is just a, a loop around of the system fighting it back against the feds declaring monetary independence. And instead, making the Fed still the lender of only resort to bail out the financial system in the world by basically taking the money that that the United States is already kind of parked at the IMF. And so that is just going to go towards, you know, laundering money in Ukraine and also bailing out the ECB, the European Central Bank. And so... Um, Again, that's just another Davosian cry for desperation as well. So it would only make sense that Powell says, fuck you guys, we're going home, we're staying home, we're going to keep raising rates as much as possible. Luke, what do you think is going to happen? I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat with some popcorn. I don't really care what way things materialize. I I got a radical view that I think we're going to be on a Bitcoin standard by the end of the decade. I think the dollar milkshake thesis will play out either way, whether whether Powell is aggressively raising interest rates to bankrupt the world and collapse the global economy and the global euro dollar market, um, or whether you're going to see a Powell pivot um, and align himself with Japan and start buying JGBs, Japanese bonds and all sorts of crap. I, I don't think it matters which way you go. I think by the end of the decade, you're going to see um, two currencies left, Bitcoin and the dollar. I, I think a lot of people are kind of get caught up on the on the micro, like, oh, is it going to be a one a one basis point rise or a one point two five? I it's cool to follow. It's interesting, um, but I, I'm not sure which way they're going to go in the short term. I think short term price predictions are <laughs> near impossible. Short term interest rate predictions are nearly impossible to do. I, I think Bitcoin and the macro will continue to be extremely volatile over the next few years. I think um, expect the unexpected, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just sitting back with popcorn. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. I'm literally 50 50. Um, I like both theses. Um, it's definitely interesting. But you I'm think watching it. if you had to put a likelihood, do you think it's over or under 75 basis points? No, oh, no, God. it's over. It's well, yeah, right. is it over or under much? 90 basis points? Yeah, I'm an over as well. I actually am an over as well. But the thing is. I think you're going to see a pivot sooner than most people think just because if you do can, well, you're either going to see a pivot or you're not going to see Europe anymore. You, Europe will be that's bankrupt. The that's, hey? that's the goal. Luke. Exactly. And and that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm watching both scenarios. It's interesting. I think I'm it's 50, the 50. bankrupt. Yeah. I think it's the bankrupt Europe, but they have to, it's like we've talked about before the handbrake, the handbrake, you know, you're screaming downhill on a bike and you jam the handbrake on, you're going to flip over the handlebars. You slowly put it on and put it on, but the, the, the hills keeps getting steeper and steeper. You can't squeeze too hard. You just, all you can do is slow down. Yeah. You can't, well, you can't stop the train. Yeah. Yeah. Europe is already bankrupt. And this is just the analogy. Oh, nipples still showing. This is still the analogy of like, why, um, <laughs> why they're destined to fail eventually because also- they bail out Greece with German bonds that Lagarde sold. And I explained this when I was on the Bitcoin Matrix podcast with Cedric. They have a finite supply of water and all the central banks, I think there's nine central banks total in Europe. Those are just different buckets. Okay, so where are you going to fill that water? And that's why they still want to 
take American funds and have America be the bailouter of the world by stealing that $650 billion sitting at the IMF to help bail out Europe and have them survive longer. And so that's why you need to pay attention to the incentives of why Powell is doing what he is doing. If you have them do this, this slingshot, oh God, I'm going to sneeze. Okay, if you, if you had them take, take these billions of dollars from the IMF, you, the Fed reacts to that because their end goal is to preserve their credibility. That's why Powell will not pivot because at the end of the day, pivoting and printing more money signals this isn't the safest place, place to put park my money. So again, that it, you, you might think it's a minutia between now and then, but I feel like if you want to, you know, be a part of the conversation and have an opinion, you need to like understand where your opinion is coming from and why it's important that there's a, a process of, a, of elimination and like a, a steps in the agenda of getting from point A to point B. Because every decision that is being made is important. Even if it might just be out of clumsiness or serendipity, whatever, each decision is based on an incentive. And that main incentive is driven by the desire to preserve the, the credibility of the United States treasuries and make capital flight flee Europe and the rest of the world to America. And so that's why I think it is crucial to understand why the Fed isn't doing this to combat inflation and, and why Powell's not going to pivot. You're muted. I think in such volatile times, um, it's good to have an opinion loosely held. Um, I'm not wed to either scenario. I can see both scenarios. I understand both scenarios. Um, I'm sitting back with popcorn watching both scenarios. I've changed my opinion. Six months ago, I was of the opinion that there is absolutely no way that the Fed or central banks around the world can raise interest rates without collapsing the entire global economy and the entire global debt market. We live on a fractional reserve system that needs perpetually more growth and more debt. Um, that was my view uh, six months ago. I was like, there's no way they can raise rates mathematically. It's just simple maths. Now I'm entertaining the potential hypothesis that, hang on a minute, maybe power wants to bankrupt the entire global economy and raise yep. rates, collapse Europe, collapse Euro dollar market. I'm not saying it's not happening. I think I've said for the past six weeks, I see both scenarios. I'm 50-50 on both scenarios. I'm sitting back with popcorn. I think either scenario significantly accelerates hyperbiconization. Like if, if power bankrupts the world, and I think if he does continue interest rates, it's going to happen a lot sooner than most people think. Like power Agreed. won't be raising interest rates through the end of 2023. Europe, the second largest economy, or the second largest currency, the third largest economy, sorry, they will be bankrupt by the end of the, by the, end of the year. The euro Good. will be trading at like 70. Good. That's the goal. We'll I see. mean, not doing that, not doing that will undo all the work that the Fed's been doing for over a year. Yep. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I think if Europe no longer has a uh, currency, that's obviously going to speed up the adoption for Bitcoin. Um, I'm yeah. just not wed to either, either scenario. I say on like the macro with Bitcoin, you know, is to like the signpost would be 
like what are because it's gonna it's gonna fluctuate it's gonna go up and down it's gonna do its thing but what are gonna be the things that get the mom and pops into the retail basically the retail into bitcoin again um i don't know this is like really really loosely this is just off the top of my head but like Uh, i have an idea what so i think around 48 hours ago we had the release of fetty mints which are like chamian mints meets blockstream federation basically creating digital private cash on top of bitcoin in like a iou sort of structure sort of kind of like a competitor to lightning but is based on like a federation of different banks or institutions and i think to some level plebs can even make these networks themselves but just more developments like this that are user-friendly user focus in mind and uh, privacy preservation and you're actually seeing these things come forward for once and i think this ties in very nicely with those reports from the Fed of St. Louis in uh, Cleveland of actual Fed academic papers looking into Bitcoin being legit. Well, I mean, it's, it's the settlement. Money. Honestly, the, the settlement base layer that Bitcoin will be, there's a lot of money spent by banks to have this settlement system. Yeah. And that money over time will get switched over to bitcoin mining rewards like that's that is the transit that's one of the transitions that i feel is coming and is going to happen and like i said i've told everybody i mean i'm just an idiot pleb that you know doesn't know uh anything when it comes to finance but i'm waiting my way through this and and it's been really interesting because my a lot of my perspective has changed I'm not trying to say, oh, now that I have a Bitcoin miner, I know what is going on with mining, but it really changes your perspective. And you're like, wait a minute, this thing is a settlement machine. This is a, you know, this transaction verifier. That's what this thing is. And so right now, yeah, there is a block reward of 6.25 Bitcoin, which is great. But, you know, I, I mean, in the episode I just released with Steve Barber, you know, he said, actually incorrectly said i was off by a decimal point um he said oh he's like you know like the block rewards right now are like um include fees of like an average of 0.2 uh bitcoin and so i I was like i actually was wrong and i've looked you know like i'm on the slush pool so i get a notification every time and it this is how dumb i was when i started mining bitcoin i was like oh i thought the block reward was 6.25 but for some reason, it's a 6.39. Why? And somebody like <laughs> replied and was like, block reward fees. plus fees. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm an idiot. I'll go back to my corner and shut up. Um, yeah. But, 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 but to tie this back into like, how does mom pop, whatever, like jump into this, I like to take on from what Guy Swan talks about is that they won't even notice. Yep. And like just using Zelle, I think Zelle is just going to be replaced with Bitcoin solutions. And it's just called all going to be under the hood, whether it's like mass with a new like Fetty Mint, like UI kind of thing. But again, if people learn about Bitcoin as a store of value and they put their treasury into it, that's great. But Bitcoin mom and pop like useness is just going to be a part I'm thinking about of the infrastructure. All and of we're the seeing fees. the evolution of how that infrastructure is being built out. Think about all of the fees, you know, PayPal, 
will charge somebody three dollars to send money um you know some i mean if you do friends and family or whatever you can do it technically for free but you know if it's business or whatever but like there's so many so many mediums of exchange where there's a fee that's coming off and all of those fees could eventually move into bitcoin rewards and um and it's funny too because that's what steve barber said like you know i brought i posed the question to him i said what happens near 2140 when there's no more block rewards and he's like we're gonna find out a lot earlier than that like you know the the block reward is under one bitcoin within like 12 years so fees will be significantly higher and we're gonna find out but i think yeah i haven't even looked into the fediment too much so i gotta look up i gotta research that a little bit to to get a better idea but yeah i think things like that are the signposts though like you said of you know of getting mom and pop into it but if anyone's wondering like in the short term it's like you know i I, you have to have that thing basically when elon bought in january of 2021 that was like the peak of that was the peak of retail fomo because i mean i my dad called me and said like oh, I want to hurry up and buy as much as I can before Elon buys them all. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I was like, I love you, dad. So you're probably listening. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not saying that my dad's not smart. I'm just saying that he didn't, you know, he would listen to me talk about Bitcoin, but he was like, never like, yeah, I want to buy it. And then all of a sudden Elon buys it and and people were like, I want to buy, I want to buy. So like if that's what my dad was doing. Just imagine the, you know, millions and millions and millions of other people that just FOMO'd in at that moment and caused that huge rise up. Um, so you want to have that moment again? It's going to take, it's going to take uh, some retail. It's going to take not a recession. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, I, if I find it hard to see Bitcoin pump like crazy when, we're in like a real, like real, real recession slash depression. Um, I, we've been going for a long time already and we have already hit all the news topics. So I don't want to turn this into a tangent, but no, go for it. No, go for it. I mean, and I'm not saying it can't happen. And I'm just, what I'm trying to say is to the plebs out there, like, just be careful guys. Like I see the sentiment and some of y'all need number go up a lot more than you let on. Cause like, Jesus, like it pumped up to 23 K and you would have thought, just from the Twitter reaction, you would have thought that Bitcoin was at like, you know, 150 K. Like, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I checked the price. I was like, Oh, 23 K. So I'm just saying everybody be careful. Don't, don't rely too much on number go up. Don't put more money in than you can afford to lose. And, you know, don't, don't be gambling. If you're really, really, really watching the price, that means that you have too much money in. It's my, that's just my personal view. Um, But anyways, Luke, you think it can go up in a recession slash depression? Oh, yeah, it, it will. Um, like if we do go through a global economic depression, like like Phil believes we will strongly, um, and, and there's currently no banking system in, in Europe, uh, what other options do they have? CBDCs aren't ready um, because that's what happens. Like it happened in 2008. If the Fed continues raising interest rates, it will break the entire banking system when the banking system is broken, that means capital freezes and that means banks don't open. So that means you can't access your money. But more on the well, Bitcoin or pump without the plebs topic, 
I, I think over the past 24 months, you've watched 800,000 coins leave exchanges uh, since March of 2020, and they've gone to the wallets of people classified as long-term holders who don't have a history of selling their Bitcoin. Um, and I think we're just going to continue watching that trend happen. And when there's no Bitcoin left on exchanges, price will pump because people like Michael Saylor, uh, people like Lettuce Hands, uh, Elon, people like the Saudis. I know that's a meme, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Saudis were accumulating Bitcoin. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin was accumulating Bitcoin. I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, yeah, exactly. Naib Bukele isn't in the ear of many Latin American countries um, that he's, he's friends with in the area and they're all stacking Bitcoin. Um, like, I, I think that's what we're watching. I think we're watching nation state accumulation. I think when Bitcoins run out on exchanges, you're going to watch an absolute face melting rally. And the sad reality of it is a lot of retail is going to miss out. Um, so stack some stats now, stick those suckers into some cold. What were you going to say, Corey? I was going to say, yes, yeah, stick those into a, into a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift exactly. Crypto because, uh, yeah, the, this is when the winners are made here in the in the bear market when you stack like crazy but don't over leverage yourself that's what i'm telling people um, don't don't leverage wanna... yourself full stop yeah no, no, I mean, no, no by over leverage i mean i guess don't get out over your skis don't you yes, shouldn't heavy. buy you shouldn't buy bitcoin with leverage ever you shouldn't use debt to buy bitcoin and just don't get out over your skis don't get more comfortable or don't get uh, out where you're, beyond where you're comfortable um, yeah, but, anyone you know. that was telling you to take out equity on your house last year and go all in Bitcoin, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Also, to add to what uh, Luke said, or to, uh, I guess, a disclaimer, yes, in a world economic crisis, people are going to flee to safe haven assets after they liquidate as much cash as they can, but the first safe haven asset is going to be U.S. Treasuries. So as Luke and I, I think, discussed with uh, Tone Vase on a spaces earlier this week, treasuries, 10-year treasury bonds, U.S. treasury bonds are how you scale having a shit ton of your wealth. So first you flee to cash, but then you can't just hold billions of dollars of cash. So that's going to hit the treasury markets. The yield curve on the U.S. treasury is going to start, um, you know, dampening. So it won't be like 3% or whatever. And you're going to have an increase in bond prices. And this all goes back to increasing the credibility and trustworthiness and safety of investing your money into the United States. Then it's probably going to go to the Dow because as you see the, the global economic system corrode and you see capital flight, watching the Dow, just because of how liquid it is and all the blue chips that are in it, watching the Dow go up is the best way to look at global capital flight and foreign investment coming out of coming out of Europe and anywhere else and into the United States. Then and only then will you probably see an appreciation in the price of Bitcoin. Oh, and not to not to to forget the appreciation goal probably as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, we, we haven't seen capital flight yet. So I mean we've watched the US dollar gain 25% of its value against the euro over the past 12 months. Uh, we've watched the Dixie rally to 20-year highs. So everybody's fleeing to dollars, but nobody's fleeing to bonds. Uh, TLT, because they just... haven't, because not everybody's liquidated as much as possible yet. Okay. Like we're talking global capital flight. So we still need to destroy Europe first. Yeah. 
Um, it does actually, the TLT, the 20-year US government bond, does actually look like it's maybe bottoming now. Maybe. We'll see. Um, it does maybe look as if it's put in a bottom, but the, the facts are it's lost 35% of its value in the past 12 months. So yeah. capital flight is going to US dollars alone at the moment. Yes, it will flow to US equities and US treasuries over international markets. That is the dollar milkshake thesis that we've been talking about for the past two years. Um, and I also think there could be a little bit of a Bitcoin straw in that uh, dollar milkshake thesis. Um, like the plebs, maybe we can round out on this. We've been going for hours. But I think the question Corey asked a little while ago, what's going to get the plebs to buy Bitcoin? Um, well, the, not the plebs. The plebs are buying Bitcoin left. Rita. Yeah, yeah. What's going to take for the... Would you call me? The retail. So, so firstly, firstly, we don't need retail for Bitcoin to go to 10 million Oh, retail. Okay. Are you making fun of my Australian accent? <laughs> You're unreal. Well, no, I, we would I, never make fun of an Aussie accent. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone does. I, I love it. I love a good nip slip. Um, so, I, I mean, if, you, if, the, if retail needs an advertisement to buy Bitcoin, the first reason I gave was when the banking system shuts down, like it has in Canada for protesters in the Freedom Convoy, um, like it will in Europe. The U European ATMs will close very shortly. That will be a massive advertisement for Bitcoin. Um, and I think the biggest next kind of point I was going to touch on was, I think there's over 30 countries around the world that are experiencing official government-approved CPI inflation above 15%. So obviously we know the real inflation in those countries is probably much more like 30. Um, so 30 countries have official CPI inflation over 15%. Uh, nice. That's an advertisement for Bitcoin and retail. Nice. And I, I will I will walk back. I think we are starting to see some capital flight into Bitcoin uh, this week. I mean, with the Chinese protests and just turmoil in Europe. I mean, we're seeing this in uh, other assets as well. Yeah. And a little bit in, in the Dow. And so I think we might be seeing the uh, the the beginnings, the whispers of actual global capital flight happening to those safe haven assets. But agreed. more is to come. Agreed. I, I actually think we've seen it for the past two years. That's why I keep banging on about 700,000 oh, yeah. coins have left the exchanges. So I think we've been seeing capital flight. But what you're seeing is exchanges are rehypothecating Bitcoin. So the price actually isn't going anywhere. It's going down, giving the big players an opportunity to accumulate Bitcoin. Um, again, we've been going for probably over an hour. So I could strap on a tinfoil hat and say maybe who's telling what exchanges to rehypothecate Bitcoin to suppress the price. But I think June was like one of the worst months in Bitcoin's history. Q2 2022 was also one of the worst quarters in Bitcoin's history. That in that month, over the past month, 150,000 Bitcoins have left the exchanges. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this too, but the powers that be are trying to dampen all the price of safe haven assets so they can scoop up as much as possible and leave everyone else poor and happy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's a that's a not so nice note to maybe leave mm. today's little wrap on. Buy um, Bitcoin, Bitbox 02. Yeah, Bitcoin made simple, 5% off. Bitcoin is the great reset. Get the beatbox, bitbox. Oh, here we go. No beatboxes. No yeah. beatboxing, boys. Let's, here's, let's here's round the, this one out. Hold on. Uh, to, to leave with a bitbox, beatbox. Um, Please don't. I met a priest what? that said, I am like a, a competition winning bit uh, beatboxer. I was like, what? Like, no way. 
So he just starts off like, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Then all of a sudden, I don't even know how this was happening. He was making no- so many noises at the same time. One of the best beatboxers I've ever seen. And he's just this like priest from like some like bizarre, like, you know, some country, like, you know, not the like, he's not even from like a major country. And like, and he was just like unbelievable at beatbox, uh, beatboxing, beatboxing, beatboxing. Um, yeah, it was like unbelievable. Like his nose was making like, you know, like uh, record scratches and like doing like a, the melody all while he was doing like, like it was nuts. And, like, would you if, say, would you say it was God tier beatboxing? Oh yeah, it was God tier. Like you could only beatbox like that if you are, you know, uh, you know you're possessed by the holy ghost yep it was nuts so yeah just to to leave on a lighter note everybody grab your beatbox o2 hardware wallet or your bitbox o2 hardware wallet um and uh you know make sure you uh push that uh those coins off the exchange because i do i mean i think that there's going to be a rubber band that's going to flick us into the you know so it's just one of those things i think when people look at oh record number of coins are leaving exchanges that isn't necessarily going to make the number go up right now. So you can drive yourself mad by looking at it and go, number go up, number go up, it should go up, it should go up. But it will just launch at some point. Bingo, right. exactly. That's a massive misconception a lot of people have with me talking about coins on exchanges. They think I'm talking about, oh, price is going to pump next week. <laughs> no, yeah. dickhead. This is <laughs> going to be the short squeeze of a lifetime and Bitcoin's going to go from $20,000 to a million dollars in the space of three months. This is a real Moass. Yes, the real Moass. I was uh, I was 94% of your episode with Ben. Um, once <laughs> I finish it, I'm going to go roast him because he did not answer my questions. I'm sorry, Ben. I still have my doubts and concerns over GME. <laughs> Bitcoin is the great reset. Bitcoin is the real Moass, the mother of all. Maybe we, should hope, maybe we should do like a Twitter space tonight with him and do a, do a Moass. Like make it just the title will be Moass. And... We, we can. Let's do it. But you've got to let me go work. I've got to run. We've been yeah. going for like an hour and a half. All right. Sounds good. Well, yeah, plebs, grab yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Thanks again to Shift Crypto for sponsoring the podcast. And we will catch you guys next week. See Adios, amigos.